the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives captives free. free. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Give up a chance. Give up your heart. Love never fails. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today uh, with two uh, amazing leaders in our community in Alameda County. Uh, We have the leaders uh, of Eden INR, affectionately referred to as 211. We have Allison DeJung, and hopefully I'm saying that right, DeJung. And also. It's DeYoung, actually. Oh, it's DeYoung. Okay. Thanks, thanks, Vanessa. Absolutely. And Lars Eric Holm, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so grateful to have you both on the show and and excited to be able to share with the listening audience about the work that you're doing uh, to really be a support system to the vulnerable populations that Love Never Fails serves and others in this difficult time of COVID-19, the COVID-19 pandemic. And so um, wanted to just start off a little bit. So just just for the listening audience to kind of set the stage, um, you know, Allison has been with Eden INR since 2012. She was originally hired as the deputy director and then appointed the executive director in January 2017. And she's providing leadership and management of the agency's programs, policies, personnel, board development, you name it. Um, And then, of course, the budget that she's running, which has really grown over 25% um, under her direction. So she's had a huge positive impact on the organization, bringing 23 years of experience in the nonprofit sector to her role. And um, and then, you know, some of her other uh, pieces of background that sort of really make this a rich experience for her and for the people at her or within her organization is her experience with the Women's Foundation of California, her experience with Stewart Foundation, Goldman Fund, Marin Arts Council, all of that coming into the way in which that she serves the underserved and the, the those that need resources in Alameda County. Thanks again, Allison, for being on the show. Thank you, Vanessa. It's such a privilege to be here. Thank you. Yes. So I thought, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to introduce Lars Eric in just a second, but before I do and kind of share all his great experience and background, I'd love to hear from you, Allison. What is it, you know, that brought you to wanting to serve the people of Alameda County in this way? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, you know, I think, uh, at the risk of sort of sounding a bit a bit of a cliche, but it really goes back to to when I was a small child. Um, I was raised by parents, particularly my father, who um, you know my dad during his entire life was always sort of known among his his friends and our family as always kind of looking out for sort of the underdog and always kind of um, paying attention to um, those in need and those who perhaps could not, you know, sort of speak, speak for their own or, or needed a, a helping hand. And, 
you know, kind of being raised in that environment, I, I think that set the stage at a very young age for me to know that I was going to spend my my career and, you know, most of my adult life um, in service to others. So, um, you know, I've spent all, all my almost my entire career working uh, in the nonprofit sector. As you mentioned, um, a, a good chunk of that time, I was actually on the other side of the sector. I worked for a number of charitable foundations that helped um, fund uh, operating nonprofits that really helped bring grant money to support a lot of the um, uh, organizations doing amazing work in, in Alameda County and throughout the entire Bay Area. But uh, about eight years ago, I sort of just I kind of had this epiphany and I hit this point in my career where working for foundations is lovely and it's interesting and it's challenging and it's very privileged um, because it's so well resourced. I really wanted to get to the other side of the sector and, and work for a, an operating, you know, nonprofit doing more direct service um, work. Um, and I just, you know, right place, right time. I had the good fortune to, uh, through a colleague, get introduced to this agency when they were looking for a deputy director. Um, and, you know, the rest is sort of history. I, it, it just felt like such a great next step for me. I think, um, one of the most important things to me about this agency, you know, that the INR in Eden INR stands for information and referral. And I think um, it's just, it, it, it sounds sort of basic, but that the importance of having up to date verified, you know, information and resources for people, um, particularly those vulnerable in our population is, is just so important. And I often Absolutely. say myself for somebody who's a native English speaker who grew up, you know, with a fair, a fair amount of privilege. Um, you know, I have, uh, you know, advanced degree. Even I sometimes have trouble navigating the social, you know, sector or, or not quite knowing where to turn. And so I often feel for somebody with, you know, whose English is a second language or is maybe struggling with a substance use issue or mental health challenges, um, you know, where, where to turn or who to go to, to get that information to really help improve their situation. That's what Eden INR, we're, we're at the root of that, of, of, of providing those connections to the services in the community in, in Alameda County that, that people need. So, um, you know, it's, it's truly important work and, um, and I enjoy it. And each day here is different than the day before. So it's, it's challenging and rewarding and awesome. Wow, that is that is so great. And I think there's probably a lot of folks that are listening that can relate to, you know, uh, having been raised in a household where there was this talk about giving back and about caring for other people and about being aware for, of the needs of other people. And, um, and then, you know, and then having that sort of be part of your DNA and culminating all of those various uh, skills as the disaster uh, preparedness coordinator, uh, I, I can see where all of that would come into play, even the martial art piece in that uh, we have to have a mental toughness um, right now, especially when we're dealing with something like the the COVID-19 pandemic. So, you know, tell us a little bit, Lars, Eric, about your, you know, what sort of prepared you to become the disaster preparedness coordinator? Well, some of it was actually not conscious. Um, as you might see from the bio, I grew up in Alaska and I spent a good part of my time living on a literally windswept island, very far off out in the Aleutian chain. But I did also spend about a year and a half at a Yupik village about halfway up the coast. So whenever I hear things like phrases like it takes a village, I have a very literal sense of what that means because I actually live <laughs> in a village, you know, and when you live in a faraway rural area, you know, people have to be able to take care of each other. You know, that whole idea of like the lone wolf and standing alone, that's just not true. It's very, very right. much a community. I know, for example, at the village, my sister and I actually helped pass out, you know, the first hunt when the hunters went out in the ice and brought back the first walrus of the season. We actually had pass it out, you know, to ring a bell and pass that kind of thing out. Um, yeah. And then, you know, throughout my, you know, I came back, back to California to go to college because I had um, some relatives here. I went to Holy Names University and I got tied into helping at the computer lab there. And I ended up being tied into a summer program that was actually for disadvantaged youth, teaching them computer skills. 
So I've had a very long career working with young people with kids. And I notice a lot of them sometimes get tend to get pushed into categories or put into bins. You know, some of them were like me, were kind of nerds. And that's kind of back in the time when being a nerd wasn't a cool thing. Unlike now where it's kind of a cool thing, right? Right. Now, I've always had like a real high empathy for that kind of thing. Um, when I got pulled in to actually help me teach Aikido, which is a traditional Japanese martial art, one of the things I like about it is that the goal of Aikido is to defend yourself, but not hurt the other person who's attacking you. Mm. So it's going to be very much an art for basically taking difficult situations and controlling them in some ways a dispassionate way, which kind of ties into my math background as well. You know, and then I did computer tech support. You know, I would help people with their computer problems. Granted, this is a computer problem, but still people get very emotional about that. And my motto became that I'm pretty good with computers, but I'm very good with people who are not. And that also very much into my work with CARD, collaborating agencies responding to disasters, which actually focuses on doing disaster trainings for nonprofits, community-based organizations, and faith-based organizations using a very innovative curriculum and a very different approach, which basically helps meet the needs of, you know, special needs populations, you might call it. Um, and to, CARD always had a very close relationship with 211. So when the opening of 211 came available, it was actually a really logical fit. So I kind of grew up with it, you know, it grew into it. There's actually, it turns out there's actually a word in the Yupik language, which is pronounced roughly something like Uptalanaluta. Mm. That literally translates as always getting ready. Uptalanaluta. I'll send you the reference to it. It's actually the title of a book by a photographer who is in that area. Uh-huh. But it literally translates as always getting ready. Wow. So, so this happened when I was a kid. It wasn't like I necessarily said I want to be a disaster guy when I grow up, but it just yeah. kind of it, it, all, all my past experiences with young people and children, with people who have a wide range of disabilities. I've had a lot of experience with that. You know, it yeah. just growing up in a rural area, people have a sense of community that all kind of fits in, kind of fits together in a big picture. Well, you know? d- well, don't don't teach my husband that because that's what he'll be calling me. All, you know, all the time. <laughs> Oopta la la loopta. <laughs> I'm always getting ready. Uh, <laughs> it's a good thing. But no, I, I no, I, I understand. I actually, um, uh, growing up, I likened myself to a chameleon because I always had to find what I found myself finding ways to blend in with whoever I was with. Namely, because I, I love people so much, I just wanted to find ways to connect. And um, certainly it looks like you've had a similar experience where you're just kind of blending into wherever, wherever you are and creating bridges to help, creating bridges to help whoever it is that you're with. And what a privilege that is. We're going to take a break here and we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit about what you um, are doing to do just that. So we'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. All right, and welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We, again, are in the studio. Um, We're actually doing our show, kind of cool. We're doing our show by way of Zoom and uh, recording it to the radio waves simultaneously. How's how's that for technology? We're having a fun time. And... uh, 
super excited to be able to uh, do this uh, despite the challenges with COVID-19 and make sure that we're reaching you on the radio waves and providing you some insight on this essential uh, service that is being offered to the community. And many people, I think, have heard of 211, um, but maybe haven't had to use it. And so I think it's a good thing to shed some light on some of the things that, that um, Eden INR, uh, who, if you want to reach Eden INR, you dial 211, what 211 is offering to the community, and maybe even some stats that you're seeing in uh, during this pandemic. So maybe, Allison, would you mind sharing some of that? Sure, of course. So 211, uh, just like 911 or 811 or 511, it's a three-digit dialing code set up at the federal level by the Federal Communications Commission. Uh, Any community that has a 211 system is responsible to organize and pay for it themselves. So there are 211s all across the Bay Area, uh, all across California, all across the country. Um, in Alameda County, Eden Information and Referral uh, is the nonprofit um, designated by the California Public Utilities Commission to be the 211 operator for our county. So we are 24 7 multilingual. Anybody within Alameda County dials 211 any time or day or night, and you'll get connected to a live uh, resource specialist will, uh, ready to uh, con- you know, listen to the situation the caller is in and connect. We are unique in Alameda County. We have two databases that we refer people to, a services database like all 211s um, where we have a comprehensive uh, resource database of all of the uh, services uh, for Alameda County operating nonprofits within the county as well as state and um, sometimes even federal um, programs as long as they are available to Alameda County residents and employees. We also have a housing database um, that has over 74,000 units of rental housing, Um, not all in Alameda County, but the majority um, that would be both uh, restricted and unrestricted housing, meaning um, all of the truly subsidized and affordable housing in Alameda County we have in our database. Obviously, given the, the rental market and the housing market in the Bay Area, most of those will have a waiting list, but we keep, we have a staff of three whose job is to keep those waiting list um, up to date, um, as well as other rental units, you know, some mom and pop units. We have all of the information about uh, rent and move in and uh, accessibility uh, requirements, etc. So again, sort of based on the situation of our callers, we can try to connect people to the most appropriate um, resources. So though we might not have at any given moment the most perfect affordable housing unit to connect someone to, um, through the course of that caller intake, my staff might realize that the caller is, you know, very likely eligible for CalFresh or very likely eligible for Medi-Cal. And for whatever reason, they're not currently getting it. So my staff will refer to, you know, social service agency or some other place for the next step of kind of uh, verifying eligibility and enrollment. So in that way, we can quite, you know, quite often be uh, putting sort of income back into the caller's uh, budget that they can then apply toward housing or something else like that. So that's sort of two one one in a nutshell. And I see here, based on your, um, you have a two one one by the numbers report that you send out um, via newsletter. Um, and, and and actually, would, one of the things that prompted me to to say I gotta have Allison and Lars Eric on the show is you know seventy two percent of the people that were calling in are women twenty seven percent single mothers with minor children fifty four percent living with disabilities handling almost five thousand calls and making seventy uh, sixty one. 95 referrals, right? 6,195 referrals. So this is no, this isn't small potatoes in terms of, you know, the number of contacts. And I, I bet you that was from February. Um, yeah. So, so I bet you that's changed quite I a bit. Have, I do have an updated stat for you. So yes, what, what you read from February is, uh, you know, sort of an average snapshot of our call center for a given month. We have, uh, not only do we uh, handle calls and assist people over the call over the phone. 
uh, but our callers, our clients are now able to communicate with our staff Monday to Friday, 9 to 4.30 via two-way text. So our numbers represent both live calls and two-way text conversations. Um, for the four weeks since the shelter in place uh, went in, we handled 7,245 total calls and texts, which represented a 52% increase over the prior four-week periods. So you can see, you know, we, we started handling some COVID inquiries kind of in early day, late February, early March. But the day that that shelter in place went, um, we kind of exploded. <laughs> right. My staff's been jumping. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And, and you know, just so people really get a good feel, I loved the spotlight, the caller story that you had. And I'm just going to read it here mm. because I think it's important for our listening audience to know that, you know, this it's so simple and yet you may not really understand the challenge that someone, especially when you come from maybe a place of privilege, maybe you're like me, you have a home, you're comfortably sheltering in place. There are many, many others that are not. And this particular homeless Oakland um, man who was blind called seeking help after his tent burned down. That's just horrible, mm. right, to hear. And um, I actually was brought to tears the other day thinking, visualizing this young lady with her baby living in a tent, trying not to get sick. And it says here, his walking stick was also damaged in the fire, making it hard for him to go to an emergency shelter. He had already been assessed for Alameda County's coordinated entry system. Many of the other resources he attempted to access were either closed or overwhelmed due to the coronavirus 211 was able to connect him to the National Red Cross, who offered him a new tent and funds to replace his clothes. Woohoo! Awesome! Awesome! Oh, I Thank just got you. chills. Even though I know that story, it just gave me chills hearing you read it. Yes. Oh, man. We're just so grateful for you guys. And thank you to the National Red Cross. What an amazing team effort. And for this beautiful man who needed help. We're going to take a break. We're going to come right back. Uh, We thank you all for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Eden INR, affectionately referred to as 211. And uh, we are um, just having a great talk about the essential services that 211 is bringing, that Eden INR is bringing to Alameda County. And um, I wanted to just take a moment to talk with Lars Eric uh, with you about um, what you're doing in the way of disaster uh, preparedness. Now, I know you've offered to Love Never Fails for our Hayward office to come and do a training with our staff to be prepared for disaster. And we always think, oh, that's not going to happen. That's not, you know, disaster, that's uh-huh. a far off thing. Um, but I'm sure that you've had agencies take you up on your offer and um, gone in and delivered your training uh, with the curriculum that you made mention of earlier on. And those individuals, I'm sure, are ahead of the game. Tell us a little bit about that. 
So let me ask you a question real quickly first. Um, does one size fit all? <laughs> no, <laughs> especially, that, especially not after COVID-19. <laughs> just, just in general, right? So the curriculum that I inherited from CARD was basically very much focused on that. You know, it's meant to be relevant. It's meant to be specific to the people who are receiving the training. It's meant to be flexible. It's meant to be skill building. The thing I always like to emphasize is rather than focus on specific kinds of disasters or emergencies, it should be basically uh, any kind of disaster and a whole community approach. You know, so all hazards, a whole community. And it very much focuses on being very positive. A lot of people actually laugh and giggle during my trainings because they're actually meant to be a lot of fun. We actually work on like problem solving and um, brainstorming and just basically how do you solve things. So one of the exercises we do, one of my more popular topics, which is called safety kept in place kits or skip kits. And that's basically meant to be an alternative to the rather expensive go bags or bunk out bags because those are kind of expensive. So safety kept in place is basically all about releasing your inner MacGyver. So, so tell me about um, how some of these trainings that you have uh, delivered, do, do you see a correlation between the, the preparedness of some of these uh, organizations and groups of folks um, to face something like a COVID-19? What, what have been the outcomes that you've heard about or, or um, you know, seen? I, I mean, I have to be honest, I actually haven't had a chance to talk to any of the organizations that I've done trainings for recently or even a while ago. Um, mm-hmm. Well, with one exception, actually, I've done this whole series of trainings for the Alameda County Community Food Bank, you know, as an on helping them. And, and I think the general theme I've seen, though, as I've done these trainings and gotten feedback, not necessarily for COVID-19 specifically, mm-hmm. but for over the years when people have responded to stuff, they tend to feel much more confident. They tend to remain calmer. They tend not to freak out, you know, and rise up into their heads and start thinking thoughts. They tend to stay settled and grounded. And they tend to basically take a very can-do approach. You know, it's like, we can solve this. Right. In fact, I mean, if you're part of my, I hope this is not too much of a digression, but I think it kind of ties into what our phone resource specialists do for help seekers when they call 211. You know, our Mm -hmm. phone resource specialists are very, very good at helping people. They're good problem solvers. They call them. As Allison pointed out, you know, you might not necessarily get what you called for, but you definitely get what you need. Right. Do you recognize what that need is all about or not? You know, same thing. It's like, you know, um, a, a church that didn't have a pre-written disaster plan. They still have this network of relationships and they realize they can call upon that, you know, but bring like, their, their, their other neighboring congregations and such in to, to aid them. Just realizing that relationships are what matter is a really, really important thing. Yeah, so yes. I'm probably going to start hearing things after this starts to settle down. And I, what yeah. I start to find is people are like, yeah, you know what? The incident command system training we had, that training on how to be MacGyver, that training about you know, how do you communicate with people, um, that ended up really being really valuable because we gave a little bit of thought about that ahead of time, which meant when things finally started happening, we weren't like completely caught flat-footed, not sure what to do. Well, and what I hear you saying is that you teach people how to deal with change. Yes. And, and that really, you know, being a change manage, manager uh, is is really what we need in the workplace, right? Even outside of a disaster, we need to be able to adapt to change. And, and so during this difficult time, um, those that are, um, know how to think in that way, um, are able to uh, maneuver through this a little bit more comfortably. Um, those who, are rigid or want everything to go step one, step two, step three are, are really having a hard time. So, um, yeah, so, well, that's great. Um, Lars, Eric, and thank you so much for sharing that. So as yeah. you, you know, as you think about, um, you know, where we're at today, right. Where uh, you know, Alameda County certainly has been impacted by, uh, COVID-19, but maybe not at the same level as maybe some surrounding counties. Certainly we haven't as a state been impacted at the same level as let's say New York, for example. Um, so, you know, and our hearts and our prayers are going out to, um, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, on a prayer call every day at six 30, um, just praying for all the people that are, um, you know, sick in body that are, that have, lost a loved one there's quite a bit of that and um and so 
uh, but just thinking about where we are today, what are some things that, you know, do you have people calling in saying um, they're emotionally not well? Are people asking for emotional support, mental health support? Um, and, you know, what are you, what are we doing? What's an answer to that? As a matter of fact, what I've been seeing on some of the coordination calls I've been involved in, which involve our neighboring counties, many counties and many cities are already preemptively looking to take steps to help protect the uh, mental health and uh, giving tips on self-care to their staff and to their employees. It's really important that people don't get burned out because it's pretty clear this is going to be a long-term thing. This is like a long-term response. Um, So I'm already seeing things like that. And there's, you know, besides like hotlines and people you can talk to, there are just the little things that you see people doing that are kind of make, kind of making people's days lighter. You know, so things like on Easter, they were doing the people were placing bunnies in the windows. So the kids driving around could still do some kind of like a, a, a hunt. You know, so sending right. things to the community that allow people to take activities on. You yeah. Know, people sharing. In fact, actually, a nice example of the problem solving thing. I think this is also where you're seeing, for example, folks who are enlisting people who have good sewing skills to make masks for other people, like healthcare providers. Right. The maker movement is 3D printing face shields. You know, they're doing a whole right. thing that. That, that. That's the same kind of that, that positive thinking outside the box. And just yep. taking action, just taking some kind of action, that right there helps your, your mental and emotional resilience immensely. Absolutely. I, want, I just wanted to say quickly, though, in kind of answer to the first question, that yes, we are seeing that among our callers. I think the stress and the anxiety of the situation is taking its toll, particularly the unknown about how long this is going to go on and, you know, everything's sort of in flux. And so, you know, our staff will connect callers as appropriate. We've even had some suicidal callers, um, which will connect to, you know, uh, crisis, you know, the Alameda uh, crisis support services or other mental health hotlines, just as an example. Yes. And that's kind of where I was going with it in that, you know, I, I would imagine people might, you know, they might not know the 800 number, but they call 211 to get some help. And if, if you are listening in and you know someone who's in need of um, maybe support and maybe they are contemplating suicide or they've had some suicidal thoughts, like, I don't know if I want to live anymore, not necessarily saying that they're suicide, you know, they have a plan, but even there, you know, it doesn't matter what, what, what part of the spectrum they're on, have them call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Correct. And that number is 1-800-273-8255. We're going to come right back and uh, talk a little bit more about other things like human trafficking and domestic violence, um, homelessness, things like that that are also um, very prevalent during a time like this. We'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash, consolidation, and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We're in the studio today talking with Eden INR, specifically Allison and Lars Eric um, from Eden INR, that also um, known as 211. And um, you are the 211 service provider in Alameda County. And um, we were just talking about, 
mental health as a something that people are calling in and need help, support with. And one of the areas that, you know, is obviously on our hearts is the issue of human trafficking, also of, you know, rape, abuse, domestic violence, incest, child abuse. Um, and an article that was published um, by the Huffington Post and also replicated by a few other um, uh, periodicals, digital periodicals, talks about how since March, uh, the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network, RAIN, otherwise known as RAIN, they have noticed a sharp increase, I'm quoting this, in minors reporting sexual violence, according to the president of RAIN. And um, this rise in sexual abuse coincides in a period where most state governments have implemented shelter in place. So there's a number of reasons why this is happening. One is you're in the house confined with a, an abusive person, whatever their abusive choice is. Maybe they're drug addicted, alcohol, maybe they're sexually you know, abusive, maybe they're verbally abusive, maybe all of the, all of the above. And so now you're confined to a home with this abusive parent or partner, and that is happening. Compound it with knowing that there's not a lot of people that will open their home to you because um, maybe you, you have Corona and they don't want that into in their home. So now if you are someone with a limited network of family members or community members, you might say, I have nowhere else to go. The shelters are full. Um, and, and lastly, the service providers that you would normally go and speak to are inundated with the, you know, the, this issue of Corona. And perhaps you may even be someone who's thinking, why, you know, I don't want to bother them. You know, I'm just getting slapped or punched every now and then. They're, uh, they're dealing with people who are dying. You might be, you or someone who you know might be thinking that right now. And um, I, I like to break it down so that it's just really, really clear the experience of the people and what they might be thinking about. And so I'm sure you guys are getting callers like this, Allison, that are calling in and saying, you know, explaining this very type of scenario. Does this, does this resonate? Is this happening? Are you seeing this? Yeah. So I think, you know, it all resonates, unfortunately. Um, I wish that I had uh, kind of dug a little deeper into that particular. I was sort of pulling overall uh, call increase across just over the last month or so. Um, I would not be surprised if our DV um, uh, calls have increased. Um, but, you know, regardless, um, that's certainly uh, something that 211 um, deals with throughout the year. Um, and we, you know, our staff are, are trained and, and ready to connect um, uh, call DV survivors, um, human trafficking survivors um, to the appropriate resources in the county, you know, whether that's SAVE or Building Futures, Family Violence Law Center, Love Never Fails, um, you know, uh, trying to do the best connections that we can. And in some instances, we actually will work with our partner 211s in a different county because the survivor, you know, expresses the need or fear to get out of, out of Alameda County. They want to get farther away from their abuser. Um, and so we will, you know, we maintain a, a close regional partnership with, with other uh, 211s that we can uh, connect and then those that trained staff can then perhaps make a connection to the to the local nonprofits serving that area. And some of the challenges that are going on just for everyone to hear. So Love Never Fails has made a decision consciously. We have kept our house open. We currently have eight women and one of them is, uh, you know, getting ready to give birth. So eight women in the home. Um, and then we are in the, going to be receiving a new woman uh, today, actually. Uh -huh. uh, and she's going to go into a 14-day quarantine. Uh -huh. And uh, we're we have a quarantine room in our house. And that's the way we're going to deal with it. So we'll only be able to receive new clients every 14 days because we only have one quarantine room. Um, and so that is really tough, um, you know, on everybody. And so the challenge is not only that this is, you know, people, families are stressed and they're doing, you know, they're acting out at home, 
but then the where are they going to go is a reality. We already had a shortage of beds, and now um, those beds, if they're being opened up, most shelters I know aren't even receiving new clients. Um, but uh, the ones that are are doing it at a very slow rate. Um, and yet, so again, going back to these stats that this article notes, it says here, of the children, says over half of the, the people who are calling the RAIN hotline were minors under 18. And of those children, 67% accused a family member of sexually assaulting them, while 79% of that group said that they lived with their perpetrator. So, um, and this is of a population of, they take calls, 25,000 calls per month. So this is a large group of people that are making these calls. So this is, um, you know, this is a big issue and it's, um, it's one that is heavy on my heart. Um, and, um, and then when you think about human trafficking, you know, there's a lot of folks that now have been unemployed. Um, and so what are, what, what options do they have to pay their rent, to pay for their bills, to pay for diapers and milk? Well, guess what? Human trafficking is alive and well, and there's a lot of people that are being sold online right now. And so, um, and that for me, uh, is a, um, it's a huge health issue when you talk about, you know, the, you know, the, the, the virus spreading. Um, imagine being sold to nine to 21 people a day and you have the coronavirus, mm. um, how quickly that can, mm. can catch on. Right. So mm. lots of, there's a lot of things going on here and I'm so, you know, so, um, grateful that people can call two one one uh, to, uh, access resources proactively, you know, providing someone food, a vehicle to get food might be a deterrent. For them to yes. go and live in an abusive house. Right? Yes, yes, yes. But I, I think you hit the nail on the head, Vanessa, just, you know, not only specific to um, trafficking or DV or, you know, others being uh, uh, sexually abused in their homes. Uh, given the, the circumstances, uh, shelter, you know, general shelters, we know, like I said earlier, uh, that there are not nearly enough shelter beds in Alameda County for all of the need. So all of a sudden there's a shelter in place. So we're getting, you know, a a huge increase of callers saying, um, I am on the street. I am without a shelter. Where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? You know, there's been a huge increase of requests for just general motel vouchers. Uh, The cities working in partnership with the state are standing up, you know, isolation hotels. There's two now online in Oakland. Those are very specific, you know, for uh, either uh, literally homeless folks who have been tested positive for COVID or who are presumptive or other medically fragile. So sort of for, you know, general (laughs) literally homeless population, there are not uh, additional resources right now. So that I think adds to the incredible stress of both our callers and our staff. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back. I'm going to provide the listening audience with some resources um, that you might uh, find useful for yourself or for people that you know uh, that are faced with some of these challenges. And then, of course, I, I want to just plug in there. If you if you can't remember these resources, call 211. They'll be happy to connect you to them. So we'll be right back. And thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. 
My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. Uh, we, again, uh, just had a great time uh, talking with Allison DeYoung uh, from Eden and Eric Lars Holmes. And uh, so grateful to both of you for joining me on the show. Um, I know you have a few things that you want to share. Uh, before, before you do, let me just rattle off a few things uh, that the listening audience may want to participate in. And so one of the things we had to do with Shelter in Place at Love Never Fails is we had to close our community store down, our career closet in our IT lab. And as we thought long and hard about that, we decided, you know what, we want people to have the opportunity to learn while they're at home, while they're stuck at home. If you've always wanted to uh, consider a, a, a career in IT, there's no time like the present. And so we have put our classes online for free for anyone who is uh, trafficked, domestic violence, abuse, homeless, reentry, um, disabled, unemployed, uh, basically anyone who is vulnerable in this time. Uh, we would ask that you would, um, or we would just say to you, uh, take this time to invest in yourself. And you can do that by going to loveneverfailsus.com forward slash IT biz. And there you will find we have about eight classes, Cisco certification classes and Google IT, Google classes, uh, cert classes. And you can take them online and receive your cert online at, from home. So all you need is a computer and internet access. So I wanted you to be aware of that. Also, we've moved our um, our store operations online, and you should be seeing any at any moment. We will have some of our jewelry and our purses and things like that. If you're still in need need of retail therapy, uh-huh. we're happy to help with that. Uh-huh. And so um, you can learn more about that by going to loveneverfailsus.com forward slash shop. And um, that, just so you know, all of the funds raised there go into supporting our home and also uh, staff members in our store that we are keeping employed, even during shelter in place, staff members that are survivors of domestic violence, survivors of abuse that we're keeping employed during this difficult time. So please do support us. And then, of course, we just want to ask that you would continue to uh, support us financially. Um, As I mentioned, we have not shut our store, our house down. We are continuing with that. And we we have not laid anyone off. We have reduced hours. We're very committed to keeping um, all of our staff intact and all of our the clients that we serve intact. we also want you to know about a few important numbers. And, and again, you know, if you can't remember any of these, you call 211. But if, you know, just if you want to jot some of these down, if you are, you know of someone who has maybe um, has been trafficked and they're ready to get out, they can call the National Human Trafficking Hotline. And that is 888-3737-888. Um, and they can refer to Love Never Fails. Um, you can also... Uh, contact the National Domestic Violence Hotline if you know somebody who's um, being impacted. And that is 1-800-799-7233. And so that is for the National Human Trafficking Hotline. And then, you know, I mentioned earlier that uh, there are all kinds of 800 numbers uh, for um, suicide prevention, for um, various types of abuse. There's actually an 800 number that was just implemented by uh, Governor Newsom a couple weeks ago for elders to be able to connect. Um, so what I would urge you to do is, again, reach out to 211 and or, um, you know, go on Google, what, whatever works for you so you can get the resources that you need. Um, Want to encourage you to do that. 
And then, of course, you know, um, just keep everyone in prayer. Um, just be kind to I, I still see when I go out and about, there's this 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 edginess that we're all walking in. And so I just, you know, when you go to the stores and there's 50 people to a line and they're only letting three people in at a time, just be kind to one another. We don't know if someone has just lost a family member. We don't know if someone's at home sick. We don't know. Lars, Lars, Eric, you had some other things that you wanted to make mention of as well. So, you know, obviously calling 211 is very easy for most folks, but if folks are connected on the website and you prefer to go to a browser, the website is 211alamedacounty.org. That's 211-A-L-A-M-E-D-A-C-O-U-N-T-Y.org. Um, if you also do that with a slash COVID-19, you'll go directly to a, a page that we provided. Um, I also want to share with, we're actually, in part of the preparedness trainings I was doing, we're also falling into a curriculum called Listos California, which is something, a program the governor put out this year. The website for that is listoscalifornia.org. That is L-I-S-T-O-S-C-A-L-I-F-O-R-N-A, California.org. Mm-hmm. The Spanish-speaking members of the audience will probably recognize the word listos as meaning ready. Ready. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. And then actually, I kind of want to share this a message from Listos California at this time. And the message is, we need to stay home to save lives. Yes. If not stay home the spread of COVID-19 will get worse. We will get through this together by staying away from each other, as paradoxical as it Only leave our homes to get food, necessary health care, or go to your essential job. Always use social distancing, which is six feet. Stay six feet away from everyone. Um, there is a webpage that the state has, covid19.ca.gov. has lots of updates, as well as 211. Um, and just can kind of be aware, too, this has actually taught us it's never too soon to be prepared. Use your time at home to gain control, to learn to keep your family safe, regardless of the emergency. And just be aware that we can all get prepared today for whatever may come tomorrow. So, again, that's Listos, California, and Eden and I are the two places that you can go. Remember, stay home, save lives. That's yes. Thank you so much, Lars, Eric, and Allison. So appreciate you both. And then Allison has and- a Yes, the text number. Yes. Oh, yes. So, yes. I just to end, we'll remind people you can call two one one twenty four seven any time of the day, a day or night to reach a live uh, person on the phone. If you prefer Monday to Friday, uh, nine to four thirty, you can also text your zip code to eight nine eight two one one eight nine eight two one one to have a, a two way conversation uh, via text. Awesome. All right. Well, that's a wrap for the day. We want to make sure if you haven't heard it before, if you need to hear it again, we want to make sure that you know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst.